You are listening to the Senior Agent Podcast. This podcast is for insurance agents that are helping America's seniors with their financial choices. Here is your host, Christopher Westfall. Hey, it's Chris. I just got a support ticket that I think a lot of people are asking the same question one way or the other. So I wanted you to hear it with me. Hey, Chris. I'm trying to get all my ducks in a row for AEP this year and was wondering what your advice might be for someone in my situation. I did a lot of business last year in AEP, but I was stressed out to the point I dreaded it and don't want that to happen again this year. I think my main issue was I wasn't prepared for handing all the people calling in and getting back to the current clients versus trying to still generate new business. I would have 15 voicemails on my phone a day and then I'd spend the next day getting back to them so I wasn't really able to generate as much new business. I was just all over the place. This year, I have two agents under me who are doing well so I want to set things up for them to be as successful as possible. I'm thinking I could hire someone to call through our database of leads in our CRM to set up appointments on the calendars so they are talking to people who are interested. I don't really want to waste a bunch of time reviewing drug plans so do you guys hire someone to do those and then you call them back with a quote? Or do you refer them to just contact Medicare? Maybe this year I handle helping our current clients and let my agents handle finding a new business. I think my answer is I need to hire someone but do you have any recommendations on what I should do so I'm not so overwhelmed? How do you handle the balance of taking care of your current clients, but also not sacrificing finding new clients? Hope all is well. Matt. So yeah, this goes back to uh, what I've been having multiple uh, videos about, which is the most important thing and able to be able to grow is to hire a team. Uh, had an interesting conversation a couple of weeks ago, a video chat with a young man who's been doing really well in business, but he too is at the point where he's completely in overwhelm. And I challenged him. I said, well, at what point are you going to finally break down and hire administrative help so that you can bring on more business? And that's the thing that I've found with many, many, many successful agents who finally are getting traction. They're making more in their residuals than they have to spend on their business. But for whatever reason, they are so resistant to hiring administrative help so they can grow. Now, I guess it was, it was because I was with the sheriff's department and we had like 10 or 12 deputies that was working, that were working for me at one time. I had no problem in delegating things for people to do so that I could go do my job. But I just don't understand how in the entrepreneurial world, we as business owners are so, as a general collective term, so resistant to bring on people so that we can grow our business. Is it going to cost money? Yes. I was on the Mutual of Omaha trip this past year. We are in the Dominican Republic, and the guy that was staying in the, the cabin next to us was out there. He was talking about how he was having heart trouble, and his health is out of control, and he's stressed out beyond all belief. But he's making a million dollars a year in his business. And I said, how many employees do you have helping you? He said, well, my wife helps me kind of part-time. I just don't understand how you think you can go to the next level if you don't already have help. It's a sequential stepping up the ladder, up the stairs. I mean, you have to go up the stairs and then you start making more. You spend more and then you start making more. You spend more and you start making more. And that's how Spring Venture Group has a thousand licensed agents working with them. And more than that, administrative staff. 
because they continue to reinvest in their business because the business continues to work. So I would think that the obvious step is, just like I talked about when I was sitting out on the park in San Diego out there for Traffic and Conversion Summit three years ago, when it is that you need to really seriously consider bringing on help and how I did that step by step. But um, I can speak from personal experience that if you want to take that number and multiply it times 10 or 12 or 15, then you have to get a team to help you. And what we were talking about specifically upstairs at the place up there was the challenge is it's a, it's a personal challenge. It's a, it's a personal growth challenge. And a lot of this business and every business really is, is working on personal development so that you're comfortable in your own skin of making the tough decisions that you know are going to be hard. You know they're going to be difficult. The incoming business is too much. Keeping up with those renewals is too much. And handling the incoming leads is too much for one person. So it, it's always like you have to realize there's going to be some kind of pain. And I think the, the pain... You call it pain, it's really growing pains. It's nothing more than that. And it's really making the decision that, yes, I'm gonna have to dip down just a little bit, both in my income and my time spent on on task, on talking to leads. You have to dip down in that, dig deep and pay somebody to come in there and start helping you. And the minute that you do that, and the minute that you start getting some help, oh boy, it really, really changes a lot. And what is it that changes? Well, for one thing, your stress level changes. Stress goes down immensely when it's not just you that's on the front lines. I talked about that a minute ago. You have somebody else that's shoulder to shoulder with you, um, helping to shoulder the burden of, of helping people all the time on the phone. And so that stress level starts to go down. Um, I can tell you from firsthand experience, having five people equally tasked instead of having one person with everything on your shoulder to be answering the phone, calling people back, working renewals, uh, handling any customer service issues, handling any billing issues, all that kind of stuff. If you're the only one doing that, you have to make a, a call at some point that, okay, I'm gonna treat this really like a business, and a business means you're still gonna be a small business, but you gotta get some help, get somebody in there that's an administrative person. To answer your specific questions, no, we don't refer people to Medicare anymore. Uh, we all do our own internal Part D. We're certified with the Part D carriers that we like, the Medicare Advantage companies that we have to take into account all the states that we're in. But all of our people go through all the AHIP training, the certifications, and they can write their own business. They all write their own business in their own name. And it was a logical step in gaining more maturity in the business to the point that we have to do things, everything, absolutely by the book. We have to grow more people. We've hired four people in the last six weeks. We have to get ready for AEP. And I firmly believe, and you know, this goes back to when I was in Florida. Everyone around me in Florida in the Medicare space was all working on maintaining their Medicare Advantage block. They were just trying to maintain their block of business. They weren't even consider, concerned with uh, getting more. They couldn't do it. They could barely breathe just trying to keep their current people on the books and you know with these Medicare Advantage companies changing so radically every year they would lose a significant uh, block of business if not the whole HMO itself going out of business pulling out of that county but I always wondered what do you guys do during the busiest time of the year when you can bring in the harvest oh I see you're trying to protect what you already have that's just insane to me so a lot of them would hire temporary workers just to help them through the season 
And I don't think that's a good long-term strategy because here's my thought on it. If you can bring in the harvest during AEP, and for a lot of agents, they tell me they write 30 to 40 to 50% of their annual business, of their applications, they write it during AEP because everyone is being barraged by every every kind of media out there about this is the time to change or to get your Medicare plan. So what happens to the agent that chooses, just being devil's advocate, what happens to the agent that chooses not to do anything to ramp up? And you put the nail right on the head, you barely maintain what you have, you scramble to get back and do customer service and do drug plan reviews and not grow at all. I don't think that's a good option to do, not at all. I think that if you can barely, barely afford to it, I really think if you can beg, borrow, and steal to do it, have somebody else help you so that you can, and remember, lifetime value of a client is what we're looking at. Lifetime value and cost per acquisition. If those numbers make sense, why wouldn't you do absolutely everything you possibly could to get as many clients acquired during that harvest time of the year as you possibly can, no matter what the cost. As long as you're not going to go completely broke, and you won't, by hiring as many people as you can surround yourself with, every person you hire is going to like exponentially allow you to grow. Talk to that many more people. Yes, put them on your calendar. And I would have different blocks of the day for new people, and our phone people that don't even have to be licensed can put people on the phone, uh, put them on the calendar rather, have a block of a day for new people, have blocks of the day that you're going to reach out to your um, existing clients. We do email blast to people. We do a video about what's coming up in AEP and what our, our existing members need to know. We do voicemail drops. We do email. Did I say email? Yeah. We used to write letters to everybody, but that got way too overwhelming when it got into thousands of people. But to answer your question, yes, I would hire. I would be hiring right now, if not already, and ramp up as much as you can to the point that it's uncomfortable for the sole purpose of the lowest cost per acquisition you'll ever have. The highest response rate you'll ever have is going to be during AEP. So I would do absolutely everything, realizing that hopefully you've saved during the year or built up credit so that now, you can absolutely go all in and pull in that harvest as much as you can. Um, you know, I had a friend in Missouri that was in the business and he was running himself ragged, going to see personally every one of his clients to go over their drug plan with them. And I fought with him for years and fight with him, but I really try to encourage him. Listen, man, please. Get somebody else to do that stuff for you because you're going to really hurt your health by doing that. He was working 15 hours a day, every day, going to see every single client in their home. And he, he finally did hire people, um, but he never did make the transition as much as he wanted to. Uh, he said he was an old dog, couldn't change over to do new tricks, to do it by phone so that he could maximize the time that he had available for his existing clients. So he couldn't really bring in any new clients. And he told me, all I can do during this period is just maintain what I have, make my people happy. So I know that if there's a finite period of hours in every day and in every week, the only way you can bring on more clients in a day and in an era where every one of your clients wants to hear from you is you've got to get help. You've got to get help. 
The best case scenario is you've got time to get them licensed. Um, we've got a course, by the way, on Medicare agent training where we've got a discount there. And we've had 96 to 98 to 100% uh, pass rate on new people getting their exam uh, license test with their state. And it's available, I believe it's in every state. Very, very cheap price. I think the whole course is like $69 for a new person to get their license. So get that discount, use that program because we've never seen anything like it. And for an online course to have that high of a pass rate, the reason why is the accuracy is so dang good to actually what's on the state test. And that's multiple states we've seen this result with. Anyway, if you have time to get them licensed, yes, absolutely. Get them licensed so they can talk about rates and plans and all that, and then get them certified and get them AHIP compliant and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, the tools we use are so great, and I'm so glad that they're available now because we don't even need Medicare.gov anymore. We've still got that back engine, but all we do is we put their uh, prescriptions into the program. We can put their doctors in there if we're talking about Medicare Advantage, and it will sort those plans and those programs best based on what their drugs are. Used to be easy with Medicare.gov, not going to be anymore, but thank God this program came along at the same time. As a matter of fact, with our now ability to import their drugs, we basically are pulling in uh, all of their drugs from like basically the script check uh, system, automatically importing their list of drugs. I mean, if you imagine somebody with 30 or 40 drugs that they're taking, uh, the other option is to type them all in. Well, now we can import those all in, and then once it's in the system, then line it up uh, based on all the other uh, plans that are available, the best one for them. And then with our online enrollment system, we can get them enrolled right away. Scope of appointment, all that stuff done right over the phone. Uh, I go over all that on the Medicare agent training thing under Medicare Advantage, if you look at that, the video's in there. But yeah, it's gonna be a great time of year, but the stress comes from, and you know this, the stress comes from knowing what you need to have done, but not having the resources, the time, or the ability all in yourself to handle it all. And I remember the time clearly where I was writing applications, my son writing applications right next to me, and we we're doing the same thing all day, application, application, application. And it just stressed me the heck out doing the same thing every day until dark. Um, and I was just going nuts because we didn't have enough help. And I realized we've got to bring on more people. And as the phone started to ring more and more and more, we need more people. We need more people. So, yeah, I, don't, I mean, that's the perfect storm. If anything was going to come along and say to you and be like, knock, knock, you need to hire more people. It's the fact that your lead acquisition is working good. Your lead process is working, whatever it is. If your phones are ringing and you are full, then hire more people and ramp up the leads. Hire more people, ramp up the leads. The system works, absolutely. So if you're asking me if we're hiring more people or if I recommend that you hire more people, yes, absolutely. Absolutely, positively. And then the next question everybody asks is, what do you pay them? What do you pay them? How do you pay them? Um, I firmly believe that people who are going to work in my office need a consistency. They need a base. Uh, we have the highest level of benefits that we could possibly pay. Maximum 401k match, 100% of their health insurance. Uh, we have their um, what do you call it? disability, life insurance. I mean, everything we could possibly do because it's a competitive work environment out there. And I want people to come to the office and happy that they're there. On top of that salary, on top of those benefits, we have a very lucrative bonus structure that they're going to go nuts with during AEP. They always do. So anyway, that's my little um, rant on... Should you hire? Yes, absolutely. It's going to be a great problem to have. And then as we get into, I mean, like last year, 
we still had a high level of volume all the way through January. And if you use that momentum and you use the spillover of the massive amounts of commission that are brought just because of this wave of people coming and you use that into the second quarter, then you just keep your lead flow high and you retain those people and you reach out and you touch all the people, make sure that they've got all the products that they wanted to look at. So anyway, it's going to be a good year. And uh, thanks for the support ticket question. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Senior Agent Podcast. For more information and other episodes, visit SeniorAgentPodcast.com.